Welcome to GameWoven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. If you like what we do here and want to get involved, follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com gamewoven. Time passed and Shadow's corridor stilled. In Vidishau, Hembit worked tirelessly to reorganize Shaomir's population and government after the abolition of the aristocracy. Queen Irene faded from view, grieving the loss of her surrogate father she processed the enormity of her successful regicide. Tristan and Jack were stuck with one another and neither were having a good time. Tristan curtailed Jack's worst impulses, and, to Jack's horror, he found himself beginning to care. On their travels, Jack and Tristan met with an old associate of the Barons, Runner Zara, who had been tasked by her superiors to observe the proceedings in Shadal's corridor and judge their fitness as allies. She showed them the Basberg Tunnel's magic underground pathways that would allow them to cross distances unseen. Despite Zara and Tristan's warnings, Jack ordered they be used for reckless raids against the Undying Empire. At long last, the pirate and the precog arrive in the Duskraker Memorial Orchard, Tristan's childhood home. Tristan demanded Jack grow, that he become worthy of his destiny of King of Kings. Then he left him to contemplate his past and future. In a quiet moment, Circumsuri approached Jack to renew his offer and make a request. Deliver a letter stating his intention to undermine his own conquest of Shadal. It seems even dead things can once more begin to grow. Jack, has that changed your perspective? Uh, has Tristan's words affected you more or less? Or are you staying the course? No. Jack is, perf- is shaking to the core of their being. I think that Jack moving forward is going to start delegating amongst his more trusted advisors. Isn't giving up power, but is like not gonna be on the front lines, is gonna do like some armchair general while he tries to rationalize and get through the cognitive dissonance that he's now going through. Beautiful. Tristan, as the perspective, what is the outcome of Jack becoming an actual ruler instead of just a warlord? Oh, one, Tristan will no longer have to contemplate killing him. Valid. At least for now. At least for now. (laughs) And I think people will rally to him more less about just like, let's kill the empire kind of way. And more of like, hold up. This dude's kind of kind of cool, maybe. You know, 
if they start seeing him as a person rather than like a sword to be aimed at people they hate, there's more loyalty there, I think. Awesome. There is no touchstone in the scene. So we're all going to hold out one or two fingers. If they match, everything's fine. Uh, then we're good. If it's odd, then it's one. If it's even, then it's then it's two on the crisis box, and we check. And we're always we're automatically going to check a crossroad box. So go ahead and check that. So ready? One, two, three. Mm. It is even. even. Six. Two, two, one, one. Two, two, one, one. So Shit. that's two crisis boxes. That's not too bad. We got we got some we got something to work with here. We got a crisis to work with here. So we're at two crossers, two crises. I think here's my perspective on it. We established at the beginning of this crossroad is that the people are hungry for violence, revenge, bloodshed, and and like they they want to push. They want to fight, and now all of a sudden, the champion of the fight is backing off, <laughs> and that just gets them to rebel even harder. I think that's kind of the outcome here. Yeah. And I think I just want to drive a point home for Jack. When Jack returns to his chambers that night, he finds outside of his front door a half-drank jug of of berry wine. What are you setting up for, Ben? Oh, it's going to be so good. I am very excited to set up the berry wine specter. It's uh, an exciting moment for me. The very wine speaker. I was thinking oh. about having Zara show up to have a conversation, but then Circum showed up. I'm like, if the vampire still have control, hell no, is she gonna go in there? Yeah, runners don't be fucking with vampires ever. Get, no. get Circum. Vampires might uh, actually be faster. Well, <laughs> Zad. Speaking of putting people in situations. Speaking of situations, Zad, it is your situation. It is my situation, and this is going to be taking place at the palace, and... Meanwhile, at the palace of... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This might feel like it's kind of coming out of left field, but just like Henbit's been in his own little world from the rest of the recording. And so what is going on right now is Henbit is running or has finally put together a state memorial service for Leon. Mm. Mm. It's been several months. I think this is like somebody diving off of the Derek managed to find like Leon's helmet or or let's actually let's make it the, the bracer of oh, the amulet. Oh the brace oh the bracer. Yeah the bracer that Henbit had uh, had given him and brought that back. Yeah, get get traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> Brought that up, was like, hey, we're pretty sure this is Leon's, and just ended up making its way back to the to the capital. And so this is an event that everybody would have invitations to. Make a decision if your character's there or not. I wanted to keep this one short and not and just kind of like monologue for a bit, give the speech that Henbit gives, and then get reactions from other good. players if that's okay. Yeah, sure. let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's right. do that. Yeah. So, wanna... are you guys all here? Yeah. I'm gonna say Jack is not there, but I assume Jack and Tristan are still fuck off. 
in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I mean Tristan, Tristan can be wherever Tristan wants to be. <laughs> Tristan knows when Tristan. Tristan needs to be literally there. never has to worry about time management. Yeah. So, but Jack, Jack is not there. Uh, Claudius is definitely there. Uh, mm -hmm. One million percent. Or Stella's ten thousand percent there. Yeah, you've been in on this plan. Zara and Lena are both there. Okay, so I think there's a there's a, a sort of a grand, big front courtyard that's got the big steps going down to it. Henbit has has replaced the big centerpiece of topiary, or like used to be kind of a flower garden, and it's been replaced with a huge shrub that's been topiaried into the shape of a, uh, a falcon, like Leon had. And Hendit is just standing on on the balcony overlooking this. And after sort of funerary rites, everybody's treating the bracer as, like, this is the only bit of his body that we have. So Leon's family's there. We've gone through their traditional funerary rites. Ben, can you remind me, do you remember during the adversary game what he would have, what he sent home about what's to be done with his remains? The family mausoleum, right? Yeah, yeah, the family mausoleum where he could watch over the family for the rest of his, you know, in the afterlife. The family, like his family mausoleum or the uh, the, the Ramsey's, Ramsey's family, family mausoleum. Gotcha. Yeah. Or not the Becoming a Blade Warden, you sever ties with your old family and you join the family that you have wardened yourself to. The Erasmus family. Mausoleum. I will also add that Irene's definitely here. Not many people probably know, but if you told her, there's no way she's missing this. Yeah, she's like under cloth right now. Yeah, you're, yeah. you've been... I don't think that the, the word went out that this was happening... Henbit doesn't know to reach out to you directly because you've been in hiding. But the Lunas would know. Lunas would yeah, know. Yeah, she said you could, like, or Stella knows how to get a hold of her. I don't think, unless you made a point to go to, uh, to, go to Henbit, Henbit does not know that you're here. But goes, and after all of the formalities have taken place, Henbit goes to the, to the front of the balcony and uh, looks out at the crowd and says, At this time, in accordance with Leon's wishes, he will be interred in the Erasmus family mausoleum, so that even though his service in life has come to an end, he may continue to serve even in death. Leon was Blade Warden to two queens oversaw their development from birth into rulers of a great land through many difficult times and late in life I saw his guidance and counsel and the ways that that made Irene Queen Irene, a ruler who was, is, both effective and kind. Leon was also a close personal friend of mine, 
We bickered constantly, we disagreed on just about everything, but... In the time that I knew him and the time that we traveled together, I found him to be a man of practicality, wisdom, and dedication to those who are important to him. Dedication to his ward and dedication to his people, to the nation of Shalmir. He held within him great power. Thunder flowed through his veins for the people of Shalmir and for those for whom he took responsibility. Which is why, had he been here, though he, he would have very many grumpy things to say, he would be proud of the way that we, the people of Shalmir, the people of Shadal's Corridor, have used the power that resides within each of us to take responsibility for those around us and for the place that we call home. Leon is no longer with us and our queen is off serving in ways that we cannot see but that I trust. And so, in the spirit of Leon, a friend and a guardian, it is my pleasure to make an announcement. I have been in conversation with the teachers and pr practitioners of the Kidrea estate and with various craftsmen and the covens who have taken leadership and ownership of this city that we all live in. And so, even on this solemn day, where we lay to rest one of our own, I have the joy and pleasure to announce the Thunderveins Forum and School, which is currently being built on the remains of the old Grand Kraken Theater. It will be a place of learning, a place where all are welcome to come and share that which they know, and to take that with them that which they want to know. Now, in these difficult times, there will be certain kinds of prioritization that took place. Leon was, among all his many other great qualities, a great warrior. And so, we will unfortunately be gathering to learn to fight and to bend our craft towards our protection and to drive out the greatest enemy that we in Shadalk's Corridor have ever faced. But we live in hope. We live in hope that in the future, this will not be the last forum that they will begin to take up residence in the cities and the towns and over the baronies and even someday when we rebuild Ernet, there will be one there too. And when we can finally silence the drums of war and come to rest as Leon comes to rest today, 
they will be the centers of knowledge that we need. They will be a home for wisdom and for knowledge so that we may best serve the people for whom we are responsible, each other, ourselves, all of Shadal's corridor. We don't have a perspective. So, can I add just one little thing on the as a button? Yeah, yeah throw a button on there. Give me a button. So Hanbit gets back after doing all of her political dealings and and having a long day, and there's just a small little like letter and something wrapped in cloth from Jack, mm-hmm. and it says from someone who already has. Remember that knowing how to grow things is a very valuable skill, and forgetting it is a devastating loss. And wrapped in cloth, there is a piece of jacaranda tree bark, which I think Hanbit knows instantly has the significance of. Mm-hmm. For Baron Jacaranda. Mm. <sighs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> That's great. So, if no one has perspective, no one can predict what's going to happen. Because Tristan wasn't there. What's up, Lex? I did have two things I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. One, wherever Jack is, Tristan just starts monologuing that speech out of nowhere and just says the whole thing word for word. (laughs) (laughs) Just whatever you're doing. And two, I think Urstella's gonna do a fucky-wucky. Uh-huh. He's going to get a replica of the bracer and replace the bracer and steal it. Oh. Sneaky fucker. Okay. Stella, you can. All right. When Henbit steps into the room, um, he just sees Irene, like, curled up, knees pulled up to her chest. She was listening the whole time and just sad that she couldn't say goodbye, but she had to be here for this. Just came in for the funeral. She's not staying. You can tell <laughs> she's having a hard time keeping it together. Yeah. I think, like, in the way that we are, like, cutting this together, I think the, like, there's the cutaway of Jack and Tristan with Tristan saying it, like, while Henbit's giving the speech, and then goes back to, like, Henbit goes back inside and finds Irene, and I think just sits, sits next to her, puts an arm around her, and comforts her, and, like, it's not until much later that Henbit actually gets that final letter. Meanwhile, we get kind of the cut back to the stuff that Estella did. Each player simultaneously, one or two fingers. And uh, uh, if we hold out the same, all ones and twos, nothing unexpected happens. If it's odd, there's a minor consequence. If it's uh, even, there's a major consequence. Ready? A one, a two, a three. Ah! 
one, 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 two. Two. But it's three was the odd person out. It wasn't sad this time. So that is a minor consequence. Check one crossroad box, one crisis box, please. So we're at three and three. And then we get one for ending this. And so now there is a minor consequence. So the player to the right, who is, ironically enough, Lex, aka Tristan, decides what the conse- what the what the consequence is. Why does the crisis go up due to the establishment of the school? Ooh, yeah. The people who used to be, you know, the uh, nobility are like, hey, not only were we ousted, now this dude's setting up, like, witch cops or something. Like, (laughs) 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 hey, man, what the fuck? (laughs) It's not. They're not. What? (laughs) I mean, Thursdays at seven. We set up an academy, and they're like, yeah, it's a police academy, obviously. Yeah. Well, also, we established that the magic school was, like, kept by lords and ladies. So, like, mm-hmm. wait, uh-huh. what are you doing teaching yeah. them our magic? Uh-huh. How dare you? Also, the best part is, like, it's not even their magic. Like, the, like we've established that the nobility has fully separate, like... If this were D anD D, the 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 nobility are all wizards, and the common folk are all like warlocks and druids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, our touchstone for the scene, who was uh, Zara? How do you feel? How, how do you feel about that? I think this is going to give a lot more people the ability to help more. Okay. To both protect themselves, fend people off. I think people like this. Some people might be stupid with it, but I think just the more people know and understand will help, especially with the. Can, I imagine there's still some magical instability that's kind that's of, lingering after Blythe went and did the thing. Yeah. Okay. So I had the, when you described training like warriors and like w- to like use martial prowess and like coven magic at the same time, the name that immediately came to mind was Witchguard. And whether or not Henbit called them that, the nobility, the old nobility started calling that as like, yeah, look out for those wi- like the Witchguard. Yeah, well, it's like also I wanted to use the forum. Part of my intention with the forum was to have it be these become distribution centers. This is like the the locus of mutual aid on top of, (laughs) hey, anything that you can bring in to uh, help the war efforts, great. But like the thing that's in my head Mm. is, this is because I'm I'm currently consuming far too much Warhammer (laughs) and Warhammer 40k content. But like, what does this miniature thing look like? And the Shadal Corridor thing that I've got at the end of this is like, Oh, use like any of your models. Find a data sheet that kind of works for it. Uh, also, they've got these big crabs with like a big light behind crabs. them that cast big shadows. And then <laughs> when you cast the shadows, you can use that to deep strike your pirates <laughs> directly into combat. And it's like, you know, shit like that. Yes. Touchstone. <laughs> What are we doing with crisis boxes? You can check or uncheck up We're to two. We're at three and three. Touchstone agreed with it. Touchstone liked it. We're four and three, I believe. Yeah, because the crisis went up. Um, it was at three at before point. this scene. We're getting close. I mean, Touchstone, you can also remove one if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think I'm gonna leave it as is, cause... Oh, oh. Remaining nobles are getting kind of pissy. Okay. Like, there there are some people that are, like, not exactly thrilled with it. You got some people who are not going to read all of the... This is what happens when you do this, so... We are going to be doing some yeah. experimental... Some experimental yeah. magic going on. Yeah. But this is gonna be smarter, like, a little bit better thought out than what Blythe was doing. So we are on the cusp of a crisis. We're getting close, so we gotta get two crossroads checked without hitting another crisis. Yo, and I love it when, when we're on the cusp. We and are still on the cusp right now. Real quick, final wrap-up question. Are the Ophidians allowed anywhere near this program? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> The Ophidians are being placated. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. No. I want them to teach. Like, they know okay. extremely valuable shit. Mm-hmm. And bring everybody in. Yeah. Ramsey's family is definitely helping with this. Lita is just like, finally. Those are other models that you, you're, you're like witch cult folks and like you're, you're all them. That's another unit that you can throw in for the Shadal's Corridor army list yeah like ben i think you cut out what we were saying but I, we were just making good lore for a war game sorry <laughs> flex 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 all right jack your scene oh that's right it's me actually yes yeah it is actually jack's scene <laughs> oh god it's this bitch has jack handling like his existential crisis yeah give us a scene all right I don't even know why yet, but I, we're, I'm going to call a council of just all the major players. So everyone's here, and I am going to find out why Jack did this as I narrate it. <laughs> I feel like Tristan wasn't invited, but just like hid in the room before the meeting. <laughs> Jack knows he can't keep Tristan out of anywhere. Tristan wants to be because anything he can think of to keep Tristan out, Tristan will see Jack do. This might be the last opportunity we have to finally put a cap on here and knock at the door and Tristan comes in. Except it's just like Jack standing next to the door. Like I think that's that's the scene <laughs> is like Jack and Henbit come into the room first and like Jack kind of like hangs out back, like just kind of puts a hand up and hangs out the door. Henbit gives Jack a look, and then you hear that knock, and they open the door, and Tristan comes in. So hear me out. You hear a knock, not at the door. You open the door, Tristan's not there, and then you hear it knocking still, and it's like a trap door under the floor you didn't know was there. <laughs> Incredible. And as you're going to open the trap door, you feel this breeze, and Zara's just standing in the corner. Well, I think at this point, you had been, you've probably met her a couple of times. Yeah. She's been helping you out, too. Wow, thanks. So, I've been in there for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you have so many more applicable skills. You have to use your time better. Okay, everyone. I'm glad you all could be here. Now, I'm assuming, like, aside from us, it's a bunch of, like, NPCs that, like, yeah, some, yeah, like, some yeah. of them. Yeah, it's, it's everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Okay. Claudius or Stella. Yeah. 
cool. If Erstellar's there, he has a, a weird yeah. new guard behind him who seems to be, like, covered in armor made out of, like, roots and wood. Lux, you shit. <laughs> what did you do? Who knows? I don't think I am going to shock anyone when I say that uh, we are on a we are on the on a nice edge here in the corridor now, and I believe I have been a bit of a fool because I have not been cooperating and collaborating with all of you to the degree that I should have. And while it might be too late for me to do that, there's no time like the present. The Empire, my more well-traveled friends, are tracking the Empire's naval reprisal and supply lines. We have some time, but we do not have nearly as much as any of us would like. What are we going to do? What is best for this corridor? We all need to be advised. I feel like when you say, like, I haven't been collaborating as much as I should, Zara just holds out her hand to Tristan like she just won a bet of how long it would take him to (laughs) ask for help. Wait, but I really like the implication that somehow Tristan lost a bet. Right? Like, right? Why, why would I gamble? I can see the future. I, I love I love that 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 really builds Zara up for me in my head. I love that. I've been working with Jack for longer than you've been alive. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, essentially Jack is like help. Opening the floor. I don't want this to be right. Just off the bat, don't want this to be right as romantic. <laughs> I see Rob like, oh yeah, I would never. <laughs> My dummy sexual ass would never. I think this is just like Tristan. I like actually like has a moment of just like just like hand on like either his shoulder or on Jack's hand, just like like a moment, just like I'm proud of you. Let's say shoulder. That's less romantic. Yeah, than hand. Looks like your uncle was right. You can't come to reason. For what we should do? Yes. Please. Ooh. So, for once, I think I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself for the most part. We're on a knife's edge right now. And I don't want to tip it the wrong way. Ten bit thoughts there's like a pointed look when Tristan asks Henbit for Hen, for, for uh, her thoughts there's a season to sow and a season to weed and a season to reap I believe that we've put our crops in the ground Jakaran and we're watching them grow right now but the time's not yet come for reaping. I've been in conversation with people. Zara, with your people, in fact. The messages that you've brought down have been illuminating. I do hope that Irene is uh, not too upset that I read a lot of her mail. 
Oh, I think she assumed that was going to happen. One would hope. I don't have a lot of details. Your activity has jeopardized the tunnels some. And quite frankly, this is the kind of operation, the sort of thing that might be coming, where it's best to be in the dark for a little while. However, I think that that time may be coming soon. The time for us to strike, and we have to be ready for it. Ultimately, that's why I started the forum. That's why I want to start one here at Haggard Point. There's folk magic in this part of the world that we're not tapping yet. We need to get everybody on side. We need to be ready for the time when we push forward. That's my counsel. We wait for word. We take good care of ourselves, we take good care of each other, and we prepare. As if on cue, the dinner bell rings. Ding, ling, ling. And the maitre d' steps forward. In honor of this most auspicious occasion, we have a gift from a guest from out of the country. A sampling of clay jug berry wine from the outskirts of Burnett. Please enjoy. And then the serving staff go and start pouring it out. Tristan puts a hand over his cup. The server kind of looks down like, okay, whatever. Question. Does Zara know what this is? It's just berry wine. Henbit inhales the aroma before drinking. It's from an area of soil northeast of Vernet, kind of outside of the uh, the composting area. An orchard that you're very vaguely familiar with. Oh, Lex, what's wrong? No, I love the idea of Henbit just like, I know this dirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, Henbit totally does, though. Uh, yeah, yep. This is, this is a real good sniffer. We established this, at, uh, established this yeah. a lot of episodes really? ago. Really? Yeah. Henbit raises the raises the goblet, not smelling anything untoward. Yeah, raises a goblet and says, So, to watching the little things grow as we prepare to reap. To the corridor. To the corridor. To the corridor. And then the doors swing open and a, a figure in tattered garb of an Ernetti noble person walks in with a sword at their side and they are wearing one of those half masks where it's like the the drama and tragedy thing Mm -hmm. but the tragedy side is like a vampire fang and the drama side is sort of open as they take a jug of berry wine and like glug it really quickly and then set it down on their hip and this individual walks up pulls the blade out of its sheath and slams it down on the table. The blade is the shape of Undying Empire dead steel. But it's been coated crudely in silver and then sharpened down. Looks like by hand by a whetstone. I'm sure you've heard of me by now. Uh, We have. Welcome. Welcome to the Berrywine Wraith. To your health. Vector! 
Spectre, sorry. Is the wine, the wine wraith, I believe. Very wine, wine spectre. spectre. Thank That's you. That's me. I apologize. Yeah. Barry the, the wine. No, my first name is not Barry. Is this the guy that interrupted the wedding? No. Oh, he's you're giving me same, similar You're using vibes. the same voice. But oh, my bad. No, <laughs> no, you, no you're allowed. <laughs> People are allowed to have the same voice. Yeah, true. <laughs> All of my char- current characters that are present right now have the same voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was also, that wedding was a long time ago, y'all. <laughs> that was a while. That was, no, I'm not bringing that guy back. What? Yeah. No, no, this is a named person. Circumcury was not a vampire. Circumcury was like, this was before Circumcury was the vampires when... Lenadia and, and uh, Hunter Gray got married. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so many characters this could be. <laughs> to date, since I returned to this kingdom, I have reaped seven vampires. How many have you slain? Collectively, with all your strength. One. One? We've killed one. Thank you for your service. Council after council, meeting after meeting, and you've only killed one. Do you know where I got this blade? I returned to the place where they broke us, where they broke me and Queen Blythe. And I took it, the weapon that stabbed me, coated it in silver, sharpened it, and I've stabbed it through seven hearts. And he rips off the mask, and it's Sir Perrin. Hmm. <laughs> Let go. I've gathered a team of people, loyalists to Queen Blythe, and we've been hunting them in the outskirts of Renette. They're still there. We don't need tunnels. Mm-hmm. We don't need sowing and reaping. We need people to go out and kill. How do we kill them, though? More. There's more. And most importantly, we need to cut the head off of the snake. We need to find Prefect Circumsuri, cut his head off, and pour berry wine down his throat. I know roughly where he should be right now, Zara says. Uh, Tristan is uncharacteristically very quiet. (laughs) Fair Spectre. No? Unfortunately, I personally am not able to prioritize this at the moment. You're doing good work, Sir Perrin. Uh, sorry, I don't know that name. Henbit might know Sir Perrin. I don't think so. Henbit's been... I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's a reason. Matters? No? Okay. Barry Wine Specter, you've been doing good work, and we thank you for your service. I sure that I can find people to join your band. This is a lot of theatrics. And I am wondering what they are meant to be in service of. So, I have a question about uh, that might uh, change the scene a little bit. Go for it. This is a question for Zad and Rob. Because I think it's cool uh, if, if either of you answer this and give different answers. What was in the letter Circum wrote? to Claudius. The letter that was written to Claudius is to the effect of You're a bitch. (laughs) No, it was 100% like 
basically, like, what it comes down to is he is attempting to defect and he is offering his services to undermine the Undying Empire's uh, efforts in Ernet and to even potentially in the future continuing efforts forward um, wants to exchange information but needs safe ways to meet that sort of thing and what it closes on is the night we last saw one another I was offered a choice and I believe that you were too I refused to accept the cost and it is now my sincere hope that one day I might be worthy of paying it. Rad as hell. And so that's, yeah, that's how he ends that letter, uh, which has presumably gotten to Claudius and the Ramses. Yes. Maeve said I could fix him, and she did. <laughs> I believe in her. So who has Claudius shared this with? Literally as few people as possible. Yes. Oh, Claudius. Sorry, Claudius. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, we we know definitely who Claudius is, is sharing it with. And then probably it's just Claudius. It's probably just her and Jack, honestly. Yeah. Because he delivered the letter. Would Jack have had Zara get to go between? Yeah. And Zara would be the, the go between. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted whatever was in that letter in the air, because I assumed it was something like this, just in case it had bearings on this scene. Which it does, because that completely changes the timbre of, yeah. uh, of the Spectre's insistence. Thank you for listening to Game Woven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at GameWoven, join the Discord, support us on Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on Apple, Spotify, or whatever host you normally use. This week's episode featured me, T.T. Benjamin, at T.T. Benjamin 1 on Twitter, Lex at call underscore me underscore they on Twitter, Brianna at Brianna Jeans on Twitter, Zad at Zadkale Green on Twitter, and Rob at Rob B. Rowling on Twitter. 